I'm gonna just drop. I'm already fired up. I'm already fired up. I know you are, man. I already unintentionally got you fired up. Accidentally, I just failed a quiz. (laughs) I just failed a quiz. Mm -hmm. That's I don't want to have to tell the audience. No, you don't have to tell the audience. Don't tell the audience that. Uh, Okay, so what's up, man? What's going on? What? How you living? Large. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So fresh off a week uh, in San Francisco. I'm trying to get back. I miss my people, miss the team. What did you miss wh- this audience? What'd you think of uh, Saster? Hmm. Give me your feedback. Hmm. Good had some good meetings. Okay. Good meetings. Um, your session was packed. Session was packed, yeah. lots of people. Well worth being out there mm-hmm. spending a week out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I think I think they could take it up a level. The venue was weird. It was weak. Yeah. It was, it was like weak. four floors and having everybody in different places. So. No, no offense, Lumpkin. Yeah, no, it was weak. You need to bring up your game. Yeah. We're, that's what, See. you know, I just, off air, I got some harsh feedback from DC. I gave him an F. I right. gave it, He gave me an F. And so, you know. I'm giving Lumpkin a mm, C minus. Okay. C minus. The people were okay. He tried. The, the people, people were good. good. Mm-hmm. We had some good meetings. The programming was good. Uh, you had a good panel with the sales loft guys. Mm-hmm. Got, got almost gotten a little argument about. What's up, Rob? <laughs> almost got a little argument about over uh, roadmaps and not having dates. You guys had a differing uh-huh. of opinion on we that. We can talk about that. Holler <laughs> at me. You know where to find me. Uh, so yeah, that's the catch up. Also, since the last time we've done a podcast, I meant to tell you that you you turned me into a Rich Roll fan. What's up, Rich? Yeah, Rich. When am I going to be on the podcast? That's what we got to get him. I can send him this this audio now. Rich, let's do this. Plant based diet. I'm going plant based. I'm going. I've plant- seen it. I've, I've been plant based now for a few days. Look, this like. guy talks about plant based diet like being transformational. He mm-hmm. said one week on it, and he never felt like that in his life. Before. I'm, I'm trying to get there, Rich. I'm struggling. Although yeah. I just have some coffee here, it has dairy in it. Forgive me. You got to have a little thing. Uh, okay, so here's what I want to talk about today. You had this interesting comment last week where you said uh, you're just talking about people and you said there's a spectrum of people uh, that you needed a company. Mm -hmm. And you asked the question, are you a momentum maker or are you a perfectionist? Yeah, it's something I tweeted uh, a couple of weeks ago there and a lot of people retweeted that. But I think, you know, I always talk about spectrums. Everything to me is as two ends of a spectrum. It's the easiest way for me to visualize things. And I think I... You know, I think of two ends of a spectrum of being either a momentum maker, right, someone who creates momentum, Mm -hmm. or being a kind of perfectionist on the other end. And uh, and I am a momentum maker. You are no surprise. No surprise. Elias is also a momentum maker. Major momentum maker. And what? So what is a momentum maker versus a perfectionist? And I don't think there's a right answer. Dave is closer to a perfectionist. He's I was going to ask lists. you. I had it in my notes. I wanted to ask you. Yeah. You're not officially, you're not all the way. You're, not, you're yeah. still a little bit momentum maker in yeah. you. You're kind of in between on here. Okay. And uh, But you're closer to perfectionist than either Elias yeah. and, and myself are. Okay. So tell me about pros. And, but you think that that's, you, you said it's not right or wrong. No. Pros and cons mm-hmm. to each. Mm-hmm. So let's define them first. Yeah. So what's a momentum maker? What is maker? a momentum maker? A momentum maker, roughly is a personality type, like my, even though Elias and myself have totally different personality types, we're the same when it comes to being a momentum maker. And we're someone who defaults to action, someone who wants to, who bristles at the, at, at the idea of consensus yeah. or rules, yep. troublemakers in other words, and we are just pushing forward and we want to cut the corners in order to create momentum. And we're kind of fueled by momentum and action. Yeah. And so 
what is, what's the negatives of being that type of personality? You cut corners. Uh, you miss edges. If you're a developer, you introduce bugs. Um, uh, you, so you miss details. Because, uh, but to us, those details don't matter unless we've, we're able to create momentum. Where, you know, you might be uh, more of a perfectionist and you might want to perfect something before you ever figure out if you can create momentum around it. So I have this note from you. You said, momentum makers, move really fast, break stuff, Yes. value momentum over perfection, mm-hmm. great to get stuff done, but leave lots of things half done and a lot of people knocked over in our wake. Correct. That's me. <laughs> that sounds right. That and Dave right. is nodding and he's smiling yeah, right now. He said, that sounds that. right. But but I also feel like I was trying to think about where I am on this spectrum because then when you describe perfectionists, like we have some perfectionists here and it's different. You know, you deal with change differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so so on the perfectionist scale, you said like they value order, process, consensus building, usually great team builders and communicators. They're the people like me always taking notes, right? Yep. Uh, or just communicating, you know, like you're, you or Elias are never the guy that walks out of a meeting and then says like, okay, I'm going to go write up these notes. It's like, never. no, somebody else took notes. Never. Yeah. And, and not that... Uh, you know, in some ways, I want to be that person. Yeah, I've yeah. tried to be that person. I just don't have it on. It doesn't work. It's not natural. It doesn't yeah. work. I tried for years, and, and I can't be the guy who takes the notes and, and then communicates and over-communicates and builds consensus. I'm, I'm actually very bad yeah. at poor at all those things. But, like, even just think about, you know, our team at Drift, this interesting balance of momentum makers and perfectionists, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's good to have somebody on the, on the other end of the spectrum to mm-hmm. balance that out. And gut check you on on big decisions. Or, yeah. yeah. The way that I think about it is like early in the life of a company like ours, for example, you want to kind of overload with momentum makers because you're trying to make something from nothing. You're trying to get something into market. And, and even if you're at a larger company, like when you want to start a new division, when you want to create a new product line, when you want to create something new in that company, you're usually trying to find those those few momentum makers that mm-hmm. are in that company mm-hmm. or maybe external to that company to bring in to create a little bit of chaos and a little bit of momentum and, and get something from the ground up, build something from the ground up. But as you start to mature and as things become more sure, uh, those people actually become a liability, right, if you have too many of those. And so you want to start to wait the team heavier towards perfectionists and people that are going to care about the details, care about following up, care about getting the team built and rallied around a particular idea. And so over time, the team becomes predominantly perfectionist and very, very few momentum makers. What happens to, like, I I know what's going to happen. We're going to post this and a lot of people are going to say, I'm a momentum maker inside of a big company. Means you're a troublemaker. What do I do? Yeah, it's usually you're a troublemaker. Can that work? Like, does that always mean you have to leave? Mm-hmm. Should I give them the realness? Yeah, give yeah. them the realness. That's yeah. what they come here for. I, I think I've seen some people make it work, but what they've done, these are people who are momentum makers in larger companies. What they've been able to do is work inside high growth, larger companies. I've never seen a work for a slow growth or traditional kind of company. Because these people can move on to either larger scale challenges or entirely new challenges by forming 
new teams, new divisions, new, new, it has to be new, 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 new yeah. something. Like they right? might break off and run a new business unit. Exactly. Or, okay. Exactly. Those are the classic momentum makers, but momentum makers who are trapped in a slow growth or traditional kind of growth company usually are miserable, usually cause a lot of trouble and are troublemakers within those environments and probably have to leave that environment. And those are the ones that are always opining for starting a company or joining a startup or going to something new because they're, they're thirst, they have thirst for that newness and that momentum. They're probably better suited leaving that bigger company. What's a, can you think of something that like, what's something that you would, that, that a momentum maker would do that would stress out a perfectionist? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, Is it like, I would think of it all kind the of goes to the whole, ju- it kind of goes to like the just ship it stuff, right? Yeah. Like, just ship it. It just drives people crazy or like, uh, you know, what does that mean? Just ship it. That's too fast. Or, you know, uh, bristling against certain kind of, uh, processes that you have in, this is really, yeah. yeah. And I'd say like, uh, you know, things that we do, most momentum makers do is, and run existing processes internally. And to the people who are in charge of those processes, they sound, they feel like those people are going around them or going around their back or trying to like ignore them or trying to do something that's basically negative yeah. towards that person. But in reality, that momentum maker usually doesn't even see that person, right? Because they're just so fixated on creating that change. What percentage of the pop of like the working population would you say like it, it's it's is it ninety nine percent perfectionist, one percent momentum maker? I'd say it's pretty small. That's not number. to say that those ninety nine are all perfectionists, but just no, what no. percentage is momentum is small. I'd say it's small. Uh, let's just say let's best case it's eighty twenty. Okay. Eighty percent perfectionist, twenty percent momentum makers. Uh, but who knows what it is. I'd just say it's very small group of troublemakers and most people are closer they either in the middle or closer to that perfectionist side and so, that's more in our society a more normal thing yeah. to be so do you have to explain yourself i used to <laughs> <laughs> i don't anymore now you just know you I know just right know. away i just know that i'm yeah. a momentum maker and you yeah. you know the reason that these kind of um frameworks like this one that we're yeah. talking about today are useful. It's like it helps us to understand each other, right? Mm-hmm. And to explain the differences that we all have with each other, um, in between each other. And uh, without those frameworks, it's, you know, it's easy to make it a personal thing about like, oh, that guy, you know, always causes trouble, or that girl is a troublemaker, or whoever, yeah. when in reality, it's just a different kind of person. Yeah. Like we've talked about personality tests, this is a different angle to it, which is like, they may just be a momentum maker trapped in a slow growth kind of perfectionist yeah. environment. I was just thinking of CEOs or founders that we talk about a lot. They're basically all momentum makers. I know. That's why most fa- uh, founders are almost always a momentum I just, maker. I'm just trying to rattle names off in my yeah. head. Bezos, yeah, like momentum maker. Bezos, Jobs, Benioff. Troublemakers. Yeah. Uh, every company, we, you know, a lot of people that we met with last week in San Francisco, yeah, CEOs. Yeah. Like, that's why we have the term founder bombs, right? <laughs> founders drop bombs. Those are momentum makers, right? Yeah. They're trying to. Those are mo- That's a good. That's, that's how momentum. you reposition yeah. founder bombs. They're not founder this bombs. This is a momentum maker. Momentum. momentum. They're it. trying to cre- create momentum. Oh, Boom. I love that. All right. So have I ever dropped a founder bomb on you? Yeah, every day. <laughs> Damn. What do you mean? You this is know. real here. I have rules. I have a filtering in my head now. You have filtering? And you have like, a system? I'll tell people what it is. So okay. if you say something to me, you say, we should do X. Yeah. If I, unless I immediately, like in my gut, feel like, oh, this is an amazing idea, which yeah. a lot of times I do, like, and I'll drop everything and go do that. Yeah. If I don't initially feel that way, then I just say, okay, sounds good. 
and I kind of just file it for a minute. <laughs> oh, but cold. But but you have this thing where like if you really like something, you always come back to it subconsciously. Yeah. And so three days later, if you mention it again in a different context, I'm like, okay, I got to go do it. Right. Yeah. It's like I wait for it to system. come up twice. Good system. If yeah. it comes up twice, unless I feel like really passionate about like, no, nah, he's definitely, we got to go do yeah, that. Yeah. That's a good filter because I think a lot of momentum makers have lots of ideas and misfires. And not, yeah. as we know, most of our ideas are wrong. So it's good to have a yeah. filtering but, mechanism. But I will say as like somebody board, who borderlines on perfection, but, but, uh, I, I actually do sometimes it's liberating like if you if you suggest a good idea it's it, I love that because then I'm just like you know what screw all this other random stuff that I was going to go work on mm-hmm. this is the only thing that matters mm-hmm. and that's like a nice Let's you focus momentum on that. change for me yeah, yeah. for sure that's good uh, alright we gotta do fan love time shout it out what's all up right. fans so uh, I love these fans this is this is uh, a you couple know? days ago uh, What's this, a review? This is a review. How many stars the, on that? This is five. Okay, and the five. best part is the title of the review says, Five stars only, comma, son. <laughs> yeah! What's up? So this is from Macub High. Uh, fresh, practical, thoughtful perspectives on everyday startup and life topics. My favorite new podcast of the last year. Damn. And then this is uh, from B-Hall 03. We're coming up, dude. B-Hall 03, also five stars. Okay. Uh, a lot of people talk about being customer-focused, but David lives it every day and shares what he's learned in short, engaging podcasts, 15 minutes each. If this interests you, also pick up his new free book, Hypergrowth. That's not David. even a paid placement. That's there. not even a paid placement. Let me ask you. You're looking at the screen right now. Do you see any of those uh, non-five stars? Can you find them? Uh, no. That's, we have actually 205 five-star reviews. Ooh. I couldn't find any others. Okay, they don't have yeah. another character. I put in a call to Apple to see if we could get bumped up. Yeah. Five and a half. Five and a half stars. Six stars. Let's go, team. We're making so, this real this year. Let's go to 300. Yeah, let them know. Let's go to 300. Five stars only Ooh. reviews. Shout out. Give us a little love. This is the only love we look for all week. That's Last it. night... I was out to dinner. It was Valentine's Day last night. I wasn't home. Dave wasn't home with his new bride. Uh-uh. Uh, we were out at a dinner with an old friend of ours, Sean Ellis. What's up, What's Sean? Up, Sean? Growth Hacker extraordinaire. Growthhackers.com. Mm, plug. Uh, plug. He has a new book coming out. You should pick it up. He gave us an advanced copy. But we were out hanging. Four dudes. Yeah. Uh, not pretty dudes, man. No. Hanging out on Valentine's Day. Romantic, <laughs> uh, romantic restaurants. <laughs> So the only thing we get all week is to look at those five stories. The fan love. Fan love. I need Let's to pick go. me up. I Let's need pick, to pick, pick me us up. up, man. Dave couldn't even hang out with his wife this week. No. Give him five stars. Yeah. All right, we're out. See ya. So, have I ever dropped a founder bomb on you? Yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs>